The Sri Lankans are in town. They are playing a series. It's a test series. It's a one-day series. It's a T20 series. First up, though, in Christchurch tomorrow at the Hagley Oval. It's test number one of two. Devon Conway joins us now to preview that. And, uh, Devon, there is a lot on this test series, especially for the Sri Lankans. They're eyeing up a spot in the World Test Championship final. Some things have to go their way, but they're going to hit the ground running, are they not? Yes, certainly, Darcy. I think, um, as you say, you know, they've, they've got a chance to uh, possibly find a spot in their Test Championship final. Um, so that obviously is quite a big carrot for them. And, um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting series. Um, we don't know a lot about uh, the Sri Lankan Test setup. I mean, I've never played against them personally. So, um, yeah, looking forward to the opportunities that lie ahead. Okay, so taking that into account, Devon, how do you prep then for this? If you know nothing about them, what do you do? Um, yeah, we've had um, some scouting meetings yesterday uh, where we sort of looked at footage um, and we sort of spoke about their bowlers and, and their batters. Um, so so we sort of have a, a good look at, at what they do um, with the ball and the bat and sort of just try and see what sort of patterns they come up with and what sort of plans they might use. Um, and then also we've been, we've been pretty lucky that we've got a couple of guys who have played against them in the past. Uh, guys like Tommy Latham from a batting perspective can sort of talk about their, their, their bowlers in depth as well as, you know, Henry Nichols. Kane, unfortunately, wasn't wasn't there yesterday. Um, but, yeah, these guys have played against them in the past and have knowledge on them. So um, that's pretty much how we go about it, and then we just prep accordingly. So as far as the strengths, what do you know about them? Where are we to be concerned about Sri Lanka and what they present? Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, looking at a couple of their bowlers, um, you know, they've got a couple of good, Good opening bowlers there. They've, um, you know, they've got a Brigitte who swings it um, away from the righter and right-hander and into the left-hander. Um, you know, uh, he he looks like a bit of a threat. Um, you know, there's that Kamara who's got some pace about him. I think Tommy Latham and a couple of the guys said, you know, he can can put it down at some good speed when he's when he's on. And um, you know, they've obviously got a couple of spinners that know how to tie up an end and and put apply pressure. Um, you know, when, when their seamers are having a rest. Um, I don't know too much about their batters other than some of their more experienced guys like Angelo Matthews, um, these sort of guys who are experienced and played a lot of test cricket. So um, luckily it's not my department to really look into their batters as I don't bowl. But um, yeah, I certainly feel that we can put them under pressure, um, you know, could line up to, to be a good series. Devin Conway, how do you go back to square one? How do you retool after the craziness of that last test against the English? Do you take some of that with you? Do you ignore what happened there and just reset? How do you go about that? Because that was madness. Yeah, I think um, it's an interesting one. That I think you know that was obviously a very special test. Um, you know, it'll it'll be one one of the best tests I've probably ever played in, uh, and potentially will ever play in. Um, I think it's it's one of those where you actually want to still cherish. Um, the moment and, and, and appreciate what, what's just happened and what's unfolded and, and try and live it for as long as possible. Um, and then, you know, as we regathered as a group a couple of days ago in Christchurch, you you sort of tend to forget about it and reset and recharge, um, but you do still remember how special that was. Um, but then again, you know, you have to remind yourself that we're playing into a different team and we've, we've got different challenges ahead of ourselves and um, we've just got to bank that experience that we sort of, England who are playing really good cricket and, and know that we can perform against quality teams and 
and take those learnings and experience um, moving forward as a group. Devin, what about yourself and your form? You've had some reasonable, reasonably good scores at Hagley Oval from what I remember, but your scoring of recent times, it's been feast or famine. You scored a pot loader, you've scored nothing at all. I'm sure you'd like slight more consistency, I suppose, in the way you uh, collate runs. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, I think that's just the nature at times while playing cricket, you know, sometimes um, you, you can get on a roll and sometimes, you know, you can be searching a little bit for that next fix. But, um, you know, I think for me personally, I've just got to keep trusting what I do. Um, it's been a great uh, learning experience batting up the order with Tommy Latham. Um, I haven't done heaps of it in my career, but I've thoroughly enjoyed the challenges and, and the learnings that have come with it. So for me, it's just about keep learning, keep improving. And then when getting in, getting the opportunity, just really cashing in as, as much as possible to allow, um, you know, the team to be in strong, strong positions. So, um, yeah, you know, as a batter, you always want more. Even even when you do well, you know, Kane would have walked off getting strangled down the leg side in that last test uh, off Harry Brook on 138, I think it was, and he was still a little bit gutted that he wanted more. So, you know, that's the nature of batting. Um, but you've also got to stay positive when those droughts do happen and um, keep trusting what you do is going to be good enough for the team. Well, that's why you guys open though, isn't it? You're greedy. You want as many balls faced as possible. You don't want to sit around in the sheds waiting for your turn, right? Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, like you say, during those famine periods for me, I've sort of had to learn the hard way sitting back in the change room watching the boys deliver some quality performances and, and really wishing that you were there doing the job for the team. But, you know, thankfully we've got some quality players and quality batting around that we can, um, you know, when, when someone doesn't quite come off, um, the other guys step up and really do um, the job for the team. Tell us about your nerves and what you go through when you open the batting because it is a very interesting role you found yourself in. How does that work for you? Yeah, I think um, with all honesty, I, I'm pretty nervous before any time I bet, whether that be um, opening or, you know, four or five down the order. Um, so it's something that's sort of part of it. You know, um, you've just got to accept that there is going to be nerves and you've just got to embrace those those feelings and emotions. Um, I'm lucky, you know, batting with Tommy, he likes to face the first ball. So I get that moment to stand at the non-strikers in and sort of soak it all in and ask him, you know, more or less what the bowler's doing with the ball and um, gather information whilst I can settle down a little bit. Um, so that's something that I, I appreciate that Tommy does and, and he enjoys facing that first ball. So um, once you get in and you get through those first few balls, you're just in game mode and you're, you're really looking to, to do what's, what's needed for the team. So all that gardening, you know, the tapping and the digging and the rots around the pitch, is that all part of the process of dealing with the nerves just to get some of that nervous energy out there? Yeah, I think so. It's almost it's almost a little bit of just a routine of what you do between balls to try and reset, recharge, um, and and sort of like switch off. Um, and yeah, it's just built in everyone's games. That's what they want to do, and probably a byproduct of you know being nervous and just trying to sort of get out of your box and and just relax and 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 just sort of just settle up camp in, in the middle. As a hardcore number 10 or 11, I never had time enough out there in the middle to tap the pitch, so I've got no idea what you're talking about, but I'm that. Hey, Devin, as always, great talking to you, mate. You look after yourself. Go well up in this two-test series. We're looking forward to seeing the feast as opposed to the famine.
Thanks a lot, Darcy. Appreciate it. This week on The Parenting Hangover, we have a very special guest, Hamish Blake of Hamish and Andy fame of the podcast, How Other Dads Dad is our guest on the podcast. He's like a dad that I definitely idolise. I'm really excited for this. Here I am freaking out about what we're going to talk about, and then we both just agreed like a minute before it started, just banter to him like he's a regular dad, and that's what we did, and he's just a legendary dad, so I'm, I'm stoked for you guys to hear this one. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.